I'm the doctor. This is Jazz. This is Dad. So Adam, we actually have some Doctor Who stuff to talk about. Well, I guess we we've been talking about Doctor Who, but now we have new stuff, like news. Yeah, like brand new stuff. Um, only only a day or two old, right? As of recording, I mean, I'm not gonna make any promises on when I'll post this episode, but yes, <laughs> as of recording this, this was new new news as of yesterday. Or yeah. no, as of was it yesterday? Over the weekend. Sunday. Yeah. 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 So, yes. Um, well, we talked about the the Comic Con panel that they were gonna do, and we were kind of predicting, you know, was it gonna be a lot of information, a little bit of information. And they gave us a pretty good panel, I would say. Yeah, I, I don't know what... Well, I knew that they were going to hold things very close to their chest. They weren't going to expose a lot of information. That said, it it was a solid panel, right? We got to see um, new companion interacting with Yaz and Jody. We got to see uh, Chibnall being a little bit... Um, more tight-lipped about certain things, but just watching... I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me was watching their tangible excitement for what they had just done and really the anticipation that they have for the fans to finally get their eyes on it. Um, it definitely... it definitely The panel was solid, and it does a really good job of building that excitement. Yes, they were very excited. Everyone there was excited to be there. Um, oh, absolutely. Yes. So, so yeah, so the rundown is kind of they were doing a Comic-Con at home. So the big San Diego Comic-Con that we're used to seeing now for a second year in a row did not do an in-person event. So this year they're doing Comic-Con at home. So the panels were basically just being posted directly to YouTube and their YouTube channel. Yeah, and um, they weren't. At least this one wasn't. I think most of the panels I saw weren't really live, quote unquote live. It seemed like pre-recorded content, and then they just published it at a certain time. Yeah, so there this, was there was definitely some editing that was done um, throughout it, which which was fine. It was yeah, it I was, was still really well done. I was kind of like on the fence about what I thought about it because there's definitely some advantages to doing it that way. You can get cleaner content. You know, kind of cut cut out the fluff. And, you know, it, it, it's a good presentation. Yeah. But the downside of it is, you know, you're not in person. You don't have that kind of maybe unexpected thing that might happen that does happen in live events, <laughs> you know, where it's like, oh, maybe somebody said something they weren't supposed to say. They slipped up. It makes the news, you know, kind of thing. That excitement for like anything can happen is kind of gone when they do this kind of pre-recorded. So I, I kind of like it both ways. I do... I do think that I do hope that in-person events kind of come back and this isn't kind of the new normal. Right. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it definitely is a way to deliver information. Yeah. It's a way to deliver inf information and it does carry that excitement with it. But even to the idea of having the live in-person panels take place during the introductions of everybody, it was, it was funny to have Chibnall, do the whole head nod to this is your hall H introduction, right? Like mm -hmm. they're used to such a bigger reception to something like this. And here's the four of them sitting in pretty much an empty room just together. 
And there's not that, especially for the new companion, there's not that huge applause, standing ovation, excitement of everybody around him. Um, hopefully those in-person moments return uh, moving forward. Right, right. The other good thing about this is we, we all got to see it. So they didn't hold oh, yeah. anything back from us just because we were the online audience. We got to see everything, including the trailer, which sometimes, you know, that stuff is held back only for the live audience. So so that's the that's another advantage to, to them doing it this way is it's more accessible to the masses, you know, for people that wouldn't be able to make it out to San Diego. We got to see the, the full panel. We got to see the trailer which was something I didn't know. You know, we didn't know a trailer was coming. They had they, they didn't announce it. No. As they far didn't. as I know. So it was a surprise at the end. I didn't think they were going to do one. Yeah, I I wasn't sure. And honestly, so like, I'm sure we're going to talk about the trailer here in a little bit. To me, it's less of a trailer and more of a teaser. <laughs> there's, there's very few things for us to actually pull out from this. Very few introductions to what we can expect. Um so to me, it's more in the realm of a teaser than a trailer, but we still got something like 57 seconds worth of season 13. Um, so we, we had something that they offered us. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in more detail in a little bit. But first, I kind of want to talk about the panel itself. It was about it's about 40 minutes, give or take. Uh, at least that's what the YouTube video count time said. Yeah, um, we did get the main four, Chris Chibnall, Jody Whitaker, Amanda Gill, and John Bishop, who's the new guy. And he's, I mean, the name John Bishop is kind of already a cool name. I almost <laughs> wish they just stuck with that as the character's name. That's like a Doctor Who sounding name, right? John Bishop? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very, it has that certain swagger to it, right? And, I mean, it fits him. It really does. I forgot to tell you, what's the character's name? Dan something, right? Yeah, it's like Dan Bailey. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's still a decent name, but not as cool as John Bishop. He had to downgrade on the name a bit. <laughs> but um, one of the first things that stood out to me was Jodie Whittaker was wearing a, a, a Miles Morales shirt, or Into the Spider-Verse, I believe, is probably where it was from. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that... Uh, more of that iconic look of Miles Morales from swinging in on the web. Um, it definitely stuck out to me too. That was like the one thing that wasn't really Doctor Who related, but it definitely stuck out to me that I wanted to mention that she, I, I think with all the doctors, right, we get, or at least new Who doctors, we get personality infused with character. Um, and you can definitely see those bits of the doctor's personality actually being probably Jodie Whittaker's personality carrying through to the doctor. Um, it, it's so it's so fascinating to me how we see those characters merge at times. She had some nice kicks on too. Yeah, she did. I don't know she if you really noticed. did have some nice kicks on. Yeah, I like it when we talk about fashion. So you know, we got to slip that in. <laughs> but uh, it's been a while. What were I guess? What was your kind of first impression, or maybe not first impression, but this is the first time we've gotten to see John Bishop in like a long form interview, yeah, about Doctor Who, so yeah. like only about Doctor Who. So, kind of, what was your impression of the new guy and how you think he might fit in personality wise? Okay, well, before I get to impression of the new guy, I want to take us back a couple a couple years when we were introduced to the new round of companions with um, 
Mandip Gill and um, well Graham. Tosin. Yeah, and, Tosin, and Tosin Cole, Bradley Tosin Walsh, Cole, right? And yeah. and one of our takeaways from that was that Tosin Cole specifically was not super excitable. It, he didn't come across real well on the panel, right? I remember you specifically being somewhat down on he, how he sat through the panel and handled everything. I and, was, yeah. You're you're taking my you're taking my material because <laughs> I was saving this for later when they when they introduced the new the new actor. I that was when they were t- when he was talking I was sign- I was specifically thinking in my head about the it was night and day oh absolutely about the way that the new actor um Anderson that they had introduced and even um John Bishop all of these characters just it was night and day and how oh, excited absolutely. they were versus Tosin Cole who looked like he wanted to be anywhere but yeah there. yeah John so, Bishop, yeah. though, he he came across giddy and and really grateful and excited about what he has done and kind of what what we're all going to experience with his character. They brought it up multiple times throughout the panel how he would just be in awe over the set. And then you hear him describe some of the things of what we get to expect as fans, giving absolutely no detail whatsoever about what is in store for us, but just the, his, his expressions and his reactions to the scripts that he read or the cliffhangers that we're going to get to see, or the different characters that show up, there was, there was this deep seated appreciation that he communicated while he was talking. Um, And some of that could probably be written up to, he's the new guy. It's his first season doing Doctor Who, like he's still kind of like in that, you know, honeymoon phase. Right. But the excitement was still there also for Jody and Mandeep. Yeah. So like, yeah. And, and it kind of, I contrast it because I'm a Star Wars fan. I kind of contrast it with some of the actors that have done Star Wars. Okay. And, and you see them do these things and it's like, they kind of, they just seem burnout, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they seem like they almost... They almost kind of want to get as far away from it as they can once it's over. A lot of times with these new movies, and even though Jodie Whittaker's version of the Doctor has come under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of criticism, absolutely. she seems to just absolutely love the experience, and yeah. she keeps talking about how it's the best job she's ever had. She even said that to Chibnall, and then kind of apologized because she worked <laughs> on Broadchurch with him, you know. But she's working on something else with him, so at least it's one of his other shows. But she made comments like that. Mandeep Gill made comments like that. John Bishop, like everyone, I think even uh, Anderson, when he when they introduced him, yeah, yeah, he was talking about how it was like one of the best experiences he's ever had. Dream come true. Dream you, come true. You hear a lot of these panels with these actors, and and they'll say this kind of stuff, but sometimes you don't really believe them. You know, it's like okay, they're saying yeah. it, but they're just saying it to say it. Yeah. But this, all of them seem genuinely excited to still be working on Doctor Who, which kind of makes you sad for the eventual, you know, leaving of the, you know, of Jodie Whittaker. Um, you know, the rumors are that she's leaving at the end of the season. We don't know if that's going to happen or not, but it's probably likely. And, you know, it's kind of sad because you see how much she enjoys it. So I, I appreciate that about this cast, that they don't seem burnout. They've been on it now for three years, and they just seem to be living every moment of it and loving it. 
Yeah, and and what you said as far as Whitaker's version of the Doctor, she really has come under scrutiny. Um, it, it was negativity really from the very beginning, um, and and seeing her just talk through how excited she is and how much she still appreciates this opportunity that she's been given. Um, there's some, there's something special about that, right? Like, and and you can't help but get the sense of how genuine she is as she's expressing her gratitude for the opportunity and gratitude, even, even for the fans going as far as calling them themselves being those in the show as being Whovians. I mean, mm-hmm. she has, she has that appreciation and there's something special about that. And I think this is the first time that really seeing it among all of them, Chris or Chibnall included that it's like, Oh, okay, this is, this is legit. And, and maybe, maybe there is something really special coming this season, or maybe they're just their experience after going through the, the time off and everything from the 2020 experience of having to film during these conditions. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like there's something special there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, they did mention that the, the special guest that we had, you and I had kind of had our predictions as to what this reveal was going to be or kind of the, the nature of it. Uh, they did just give a little bit of a tease and said that the character was, would be known from game of Thrones which and then they held off a while to really reveal who the person was so my head was kind of already spinning because i'm like okay that could be any number of any number of people and they do tend to cross over it's not like the first time somebody from game of thrones has been in doctor who it's not the first second third fourth or fifth time i I think it's been you know tons of different actors have crossed over so my head was kind of spinning as to who it could be did you have anybody in mind or were you just kind of waiting for the reveal (sighs) So I knew who it couldn't be, right? It couldn't mm. be any of the big names like Kit Harrington or Amelia Clark, right? Like it couldn't be any of those types of individuals or those actors or actresses. So really random thought because they said was a star or was on Game of Thrones. I don't know if they called him a star on Game of Thrones or, or what, but then they said he's also a musician. My mind randomly went to Ed Shireen. Oh, <laughs> like, me oh. too. That's crazy. Like they're going to have him on the show, but I was disappointed because I thought that's who it was going to be. Cause I mean, I, he's fine. Like I, his, his music's good and he's a notable person, but I just thought, Oh, that's a cop out. Like get an actual actor, like star. Don't. Yeah. That actually is where my brain went to when they said game of Thrones and musician. I was like, no, not Ed Sheeran. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, was, it was, it would be the most random like far out pull that they could have done to include him. But then I also wouldn't expect to see him on a panel for it either. So um, yeah, that was my only thought and I was horribly wrong. And I will admit that all my guessing last time we recorded was horribly wrong as well. Yeah. I wasn't going to call it out yet. I was going to save it, but yeah, I think I was right more than than you were. You were, you were right. As far as the nature of the reveal. Um, And I will say real quick too, because I feel like I'm a little bit vindicated on a couple things. They use the term season multiple times and not series. <laughs> so I think you can use either. You know, I've been yeah. I've been scolded that you're supposed to say series. And then um, what was the other? Oh, Yaz referred to them as companions, which I was like, okay. I feel like that's still 
one of those terms that people are like, they're trying to get away from the companion term and they're trying to call them different things, friends, fam, whatever. Um, I think companion is still still an acceptable term to use. It's it's the legacy term, right? That's going to yeah. carry forward. Yeah. It's not dead yet. So I just wanted to point those two things out. But they did give us a little bit of information about how the season's going to start. They uh, Chibnall said that they're going to jump right into the middle of an adventure. The Doctor and Yaz have been traveling together for a while, he said. Yeah. And um, we know they've been traveling together for a while with other characters, but I think he meant they've been traveling together for a while, just them two. Right. That's what it seemed to imply. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to jump in right in the middle of an adventure, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. It, it was interesting just because what stuck out to me and it came up in a few places throughout the panel was this idea of we as the audience of the show, our last moment was with Ryan and Graham and it was emotional and it was sad and, and it was over. But when we pick up in the show, Yaz and doctor have been off on their adventures together. And even for those taking part in the show, it's been a long time <laughs> since they filmed with Ryan and Graham and yeah, it was emotional. It was sad, but that's done. That's over. And they're really, at least my feeling about the panel panel is there was really no looking back. It's like, that's done. That's over. And we're really not going to talk about it. Um, so yeah, they, they pick up in an adventure with, or mid adventure, who knows how much time has passed, but it does seem like you said that Chris Chibnall indicated it's been a while. Yeah. Doctor with a singular companion, we didn't get to see the adventures, but it did happen. So that, you know, you would think the doctor and Yaz have become closer, you know, she's, you know, built more of a, a relationship with, with her as a singular companion. Then they run into this new guy, Dan, who it also implies that happens pretty early. So my guess is he's going to be right there in the, in the first episode. Yeah. I think that is the, uh, that's the feeling I walked away from it with as well. And then the other thing that they said is that this is going to be all one story. Yeah. So the quote from Chibnall is it's all one story. Every episode is a chapter in a bigger story. They emphasized that a few times right? throughout the panel. So it wasn't – because, I mean, you could make an argument that, you know, all of Doctor Who is a chapter in a bigger story, right? Right. But they really made it a point that this is one kind of cohesive story that each episode is going to just be moving you along in that story and leaving you hanging at the end of the of episodes to, you know, only be picked up with the next episode. And I that's – and they had said that that's kind of unique to Doctor Who, and I agree, because Doctor Who traditionally is, you know, one-episode stories, sometimes two or three-episode arcs, but not typically much longer than that. Right. I mean, we, we've definitely had those moments where those elements kind of weave throughout the season, the right. series. Um, but you're you're right. It's We have the one, the two, the three-episode stories, and I feel like you and I have gone back and forth in discussion as far as what style we prefer. Do we prefer the two, three episode stories? Do we like the one-offs? How did this concept of it's all this and th- this next season is going to be all one story and each episode is a chapter? How 
how did you feel about that after you heard that? I like the idea. I do think that it'll be maybe a little more frustrating because just like any story, you know, it, it, there's setup, it kind of starts out slow, then there's, you know, kind of it, it moves along in the typical arc of a story. And so does that mean the first few episodes are just going to be set up, you know, for the bigger thing? Or are they going to have little adventures that kind of build to a bigger story? It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. But I am excited for the change in format. I think that's what we're used to kind of as we're watching shows like all the new like Disney Plus stuff, right? Like right. all the new Marvel stuff. Yeah. You know, when you watch Loki, you watch WandaVision, it's individual chapters of a larger story. And that's kind of what we like, right? With modern TV. And so I think it'll be kind of cool to see Doctor Who trying to tackle that format. Yeah, I... I... One thing that sticks out to me is that just because it's just because every episode is a chapter of a bigger story doesn't mean that it's small scale, right? It's not that we're going to have this slow paced or that everything is focused on a singular location or a small room. It doesn't mean that the scale has been decreased because we're focusing on one bigger story. I have a sense or a hunch that it's going to be similar to what you said. There's going to be these smaller adventures that take place. They're going to be touching and touching different things, different places, but there is one overarching goal or narrative that's driving things forward. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I want to see how this is executed. And if, if we were to only look at Broadchurch or Grace Point, it's it's not something that Chibnall is unfamiliar with, right? He can do a longer series, all one story, and bring it to a satisfying conclusion. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what happens here. Yeah, yeah. You bring up Broadchurch. I watched Broadchurch and never, I never really got the the connection and style, honestly, between Broadchurch and Doctor Who. What he's doing with Doctor Who it seems like he's really going at them different and like, I would never been able to pick out and said, Oh wow. That, yeah, you can definitely see that this was the same director. It feels, yeah. they, they feel very different. So it will be interesting to see maybe him coming at it a different way. And maybe you will start to see a little bit uh, different way or different um, skill set that he has in storytelling that he hasn't utilized yet with Dr. Who. I mean, with, with, that story there are cliffhangers at the end of every episode oh, yeah. if i remember it's correctly frustrating like, and then yeah. you have to, you're like to the point where you, you have to jump into the next one you if binge you it right like i binged it so right. i did yeah we would watch two or three episodes a night because of that instead of we're gonna have to wait week to week with doctor yeah. so that's why i said it could get frustrating with some of these cliffhangers especially as we're trying to review episodes <laughs> you know, it's building to the next thing and you're like oh i'm you know you might leave with a bad taste in your mouth because they just left you hanging. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how he can dig those hooks in, though, to see how he can hook us to pull us towards the next episode and actually build that anticipation. I mean, there's definitely been moments where we've had that anticipation, um, but I, w I want that to be more intentional, right? I want there to be that as something that's built into the episodes where you have to immediately watch the next episode as soon as it's available 
because you've had that anticipation building that entire time. Chibnall called it epic, ambitious, and he says we go to a lot of places. So that that implies that although it's one story, they're not staying on the same planet. It's not right. like they're going one place and then kind of the entire season is there. They're going to hop around still. They're still going to go to different places, probably fight multiple different enemies. So I do kind of question what, you know, when they say this is, you know, the way that he's selling it as this one big story, I still wonder how much it will feel like something, you know, like Loki or, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it literally is a continuous story. Whereas this one, I, I feel like maybe there will be some resolution, jump to the next place, resolution, jump to the next place, and then, you know, all in all, it's it's one bigger story. I don't know. I, it's kind of like, I'll wait and see, I guess. It's it's going to be a chase, right? Like, they're gonna that's going to be the entire story. They're getting chased from one location to the next to the next. Right, yeah. Maybe. I mean, you see the trailer. Well, we'll talk about the trailer later. But um, they did they did talk a little bit about John Bishop almost not getting cast because yeah. he had a conflict in his um, comedy tour s- schedule, I guess, during the pandemic uh, or before the pandemic. They had, you know, the, the conflict was going to keep him from taking the part. But then because of the pandemic, I'm assuming he didn't say this much, but I'm assuming that the tour got canceled. And that allowed him to, it freed up his schedule so he could film Doctor Who. He seemed really, you know, almost remembering it and telling the story. You could tell it was an impactful thing for him because he was like, he he loved the idea of being in Doctor Who, but he really thought he was going to miss out on that opportunity. Yeah. And I, I thought it was interesting because he said that Chibnall approached him and was like, hey, I'd really want, I really want you to do this. And then when everything didn't work out, then it came back and he's like, oh, I, I can do it now. And then they're like, okay, you need to audition. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. So, so Chibnall had this part for him. It didn't work out. And so that then they moved on or, or what, what's the story behind that? But right. It, Who else did they consider? Who else did he cost a job when he right. said he could come back? <laughs> right. But it, it also makes me wonder how far in advance Chibnall is planning out these seasons before he actually jumps into it because that he's talking about 2019 when everything like before everything shut down Mm. um that he thought he had that comedy tour going on so i don't know it i'm i'm wondering how far in advance some of these story elements are planned out or the characters are planned out at least right i don't know i have been tempted to look up other things that he's done you know i know he's mostly known for comedy i've never seen any of his his comedy. Oh yeah. Neither have I. His stand up or I know he's done some hosting. But I but there's a part of me that thinks that might be a bad idea. <laughs> because maybe seeing him and doing his stand up might kind of ruin the character for me a little bit, especially if I don't like the stand up or or maybe just seeing him as a stand up comic cuz I don't know him as an actor, so I kind of this is a new character for me, so it's easy for me to just believe him as a character and not see the real actor coming through. Yeah. So I, I probably should just leave it and not not look him up. Yeah, especially especially after the panel. Like, I walked away from the panel thinking very highly of him and really looking forward to seeing him in it. Um, so if I were to see anything negative at this point, it would kind of put a, a knock against him. Yeah, he seems funny. He he's got a good he's got good wit timing. 
you know, even on some of his comebacks to what they were saying about him. And he he just seems like also very humble. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like I, I really liked his personality, which tends to come through in characters. So I think I, I do think I'll like the character. It'll be interesting to see some of the stuff in the trailer almost feels like a little slapsticky with him. So I, I'll be interested to see if that's kind of the character he is. He's a bumbling guy that can't really get things right. Maybe. <laughs> I hope that's not all he is, but we'll see. I, I think he's going to be real down to earth, salt of the earth type of guy. I think, I mean, just by nature, probably that he is going to have some more physical comedy aspects to him. Um, but I think he's just going to be real down to earth. They did say he he actually spent time with uh, Bradley Walsh, and but before he could tell anyone that he had been cast in Doctor Who, yeah. And so he yeah. did something with he. They were both working on the same project, and he said it for about a month, and he didn't tell. He was trying to get advice in a way, or like talk about Doctor Who to Bradley without revealing that he had been cast in it. I that's funny to think about and I'd be interested to hear you know Bradley Walsh's perspective now that he knows that he's been cast it'd be interesting to hear an inter- interview with him on like could he tell did he already kind of know or was he completely surprised when he saw the casting right right and it, again like it it makes me wonder about the timeline like so did they already know Bradley Walsh was going to be gone from the show was this like before that exit was planned. I I don't know. I'm really curious about the timeline of how all these things came about. We need like a making of yeah. behind the scenes book that you can read all about the, the ins and outs of Dr. Who joining the TARDIS. Right. Yeah. I mean, they have books like that for other things for other franchises. So maybe someday they usually wait a, a bit so they can get the true story and not just the sugar coated story. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. They also mentioned that they, during some of their night filming, like fans would show up, like they obviously wouldn't announce that they're filming or where, but we know from hearing, like seeing these set leaks yeah. that the fans figure stuff out. They, they figure out where to go and they get these photos. I'm sure there's some already out there. I haven't been, I purposely don't look at that stuff, but I'm sure there's plenty of set photos and stuff that. Um, that have already been captured. But it was interesting to hear them actually talk about it, but not necessarily in a negative way. They were kind of you know, giving props to the fans, saying, hey, they find us, they get in costume, yeah. they come out, like it's, it just shows their passion. Um, so yeah, that was kind of an interesting take on it. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure, like in most instances, there were probably awkward situations or people maybe took their fandom a little bit too far, Um, but none of those disparaging conversations or comments came out, right? Like they didn't, they didn't have any of those, well, you won't believe what this fan did type of stories. All of them seemed very appreciated or appreciative, if not, um, I don't know, humbled by the fact that these fans, whoever showed up, showed up and actually took the time, um, even in the middle of the night, even when it was freezing cold to show up and just be a part of what was taking place. It was refreshing not to have that typical negative approach to the fans. Let's share these goofy stories about what these goofy people have done. Yeah. They did share a photo or a, like a set pic, or I guess it's, it's more like a, a um, marketing photo. Yeah. 
of the of the crew and it's kind of not really much you know to get excited about it's basically what you would expect the doctors in the doctor's outfit you know she's got the the blue blouse the i guess grayish jacket overcoat yeah um and then yaz is she's kind of wearing her like it's definitely different than what we've seen yaz wear before but very similar you know yep. kind of that, that leather jacket um and then you have you have dan there um, I like the way he described himself where he's like, oh, they look, they both look great. I look like your, your uncle that you would play darts with. <laughs> he's just kind of a, I mean, I, I'd give him a little bit more credit. He's got a, a pretty cool jacket going on there. Like a, is that a hoodie poking yeah, he's through? He's got a jacket with a, like a hoodie underneath it. Yeah. So we, you know how we like our jackets with the hoodies. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. And some, I mean, nice cut jeans. I mean, I'd say it's a, it's, he's definitely got a little bit of a kind of working man's vibe, but not anything too. You know, he's, he's still stylish. <laughs> it is. He, compared to the other two, he does look a little bit out of place, <laughs> but it, it's a fun dynamic. Well, yeah. It, well, I mean, whoever does his hair does great, though. <laughs> you don't typically see a guy with that kind of hair, you know, just walking around the pubs. Right, right. So, he, you know, I think he he's a good, he, he looks like he's going to be a, a nice addition to round out this this cast yeah i agree um they did talk about guest stars and chibnall was implying there's going to be a, a decent number of them and that some of them will be recurring and so in multiple episodes he, he kind of implied that it was more than what we're used to seeing uh, with some of these we've gotten recurring guest stars before but usually it's like they'll show up then they'll show up like in an episode later in the season or they'll show up in the next season, but not like usually multiple episodes in a row. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out, especially with, with all the talk, even within the panel about how much of a close set it was, how careful they were, the different conditions. Um, it will be fascinating to see the different guest stars that they've been able to get on the set but then i guess at that point it does make sense to have them recurring right because once you're there i guess you just hang around and you just continue doing it um it'll be interesting to see what happens there but then they did give us the one special guest um that they announced J jacob anderson yes jacob anderson was the the big reveal which i, I would say he's not like a huge star by any means i definitely recognized him as soon as i saw him when they mentioned he was from Game of Thrones, you know, there were a number of actors in my head. I will say he didn't pop into my head for whatever reason. I just, I was thinking of, oh, it could be any number of people. And so I had different ones going through my head. He didn't pop into my head. But then when they showed him, I was like, oh, cool. Like he was a, he was an interesting character in Game of Thrones because he had a role where he had to really play like this muted personality. Um, I don't know if you watched, did you watch Game of Thrones? No, I'm, oh, okay. I, that's, that's why when they showed him, I was just like, okay, cool. I, I guess this is a good thing. I guess this is a big deal. I'm not sure. He wasn't like a core character, especially not early on. You meet, we meet him. I forget what season, but later, um, and he kind of would come and go like he played an important role, but he wasn't a central character that was in like every episode. Okay. Um, Definitely recognizable, definitely notable in his role. He, um, 
but he did play a character who was very muted personality, like a, a soldier who didn't really know how to interact socially, uh, kind of grew was bred for war type character. Okay. Uh, so different, definitely different personality than I than I picked up from him in his interview and definitely based on the images that we've seen, I think they're going for a whole different kind of character. So it'll be cool to see his range as an actor. He also was in broad church. Yeah. That's the but, one that I thought was interesting, but because... I admittedly don't really remember um, like what role he played. He was Dean Thomas. Um, but I think what sticks out to me about that is it, with all the other guest stars that have been alluded to, it makes me want to go back through Broadchurch and mm-hmm. just see who else from Broadchurch Chibnall could essentially bring to Doctor Who. Um, it, it just seems like there is there are some connections there that Chibnall likes to draw off of. We made a joke at one point, I know, maybe multiple times on our podcast, that you could probably just look at that cast of who's worked with him on Broadchurch to make predictions on who would, you know, either be guest stars or future doctors even. Yeah. You know, because yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of, there's definitely, I mean, it's not been a ton, but there's been a handful that he's used, you know, obviously Jodie Whittaker being the biggest, you know, <laughs> she's a, the doctor. Right. And she worked with him on Broadchurch, but there's been others. And then characters that have previously been in Doctor Who, like Arthur Darvill. Right. Who, who worked with him on Broadchurch. So. David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, least the least of them all, right? <laughs> no, yeah, David Tennant being another one. So yeah, and it, it makes sense. Why not? Why not pick actors you've already worked with? Pick actors that have already worked with your lead. Yeah, you know. So I I think it's I'm excited about this choice. This is one that you know I wouldn't have predicted. It looks like the character he's playing is going to be pretty cool. Like, and I would use that word, you know, cool is something they're going for with his look. Right. So, yeah, this looks like the kind of character that I would like, that would be engaging, somebody to root for. I think they even said that, that he's the kind of character that you can root for. So, yeah, I, I'm i two thumbs up on at least what they revealed. Now, once the character comes you know, into the show, we'll see how I feel about him. But so far, I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, I... I'm looking forward to see how things work out. Initially, I was like, oh, okay, so he definitely looks more sci-fi in the character picture that they offered of him. I thought that would that'd be cool to have a future character traveling or a character from the future or from a more advanced society, however you want to put it, traveling with the Doctor, um, as opposed to people from our present day traveling kind of getting a little bit of a mix because we've gotten so used to people from present day traveling with the new who doctors. So why not mix it up a little bit? One thing that he said though, um, and I don't, I'm sure you probably heard it too. And maybe I'm overthinking it when he was referring to the cast. Is it okay if I say what he said? I don't know if you know where I'm going. I don't know where where you're going. So I mean, if he he said it, (laughs) he referred to him as, um, they're, they're my heart. And then he like added to it. They're my hearts. Uh, and I'm wondering like, could he just be like, Hey, there's three of them. So I should probably say hearts instead of just heart or, but when he did Mandeep 
and Jody both reacted and like wide mouth look at each other like, oh, snap. Is he a Time Lord? So I did pick up on him saying hearts and it didn't, you know, my ears pricked up a little bit because I'm like, oh, maybe. But then I did immediately think, you know what? He was just correcting himself because he said heart. And then realized, oh, if I say one, it's implying I'm only talking about one of them. Yeah. And so he quickly corrected himself and said hearts. Now, the reaction you see from the actors could have just been them also picking up on, like, oh, that could be a Doctor Who reference, you know, hearts. And not that they were thinking he was saying something he shouldn't have said. Right. I was part of I I rewatched that, like, three or four times. Um, and it's like, okay, either they're just like, oh, He's so sweet because they comment on how sweet he is constantly, how warm and genuine of a person he is. They said that multiple times. So it might just be one of those things where it's like, oh, he's so he's so sweet. He's so nice. Or was it just a reaction of, oh, wow, he just said something. Um, is it a hint? But anyway, I mean, I'm looking that would forward be kind of crazy if they've already introduced us to the next doctor. and We just don't know it. Oh, I don't think it's an ex-doctor. I just think I mean we had all that stuff that happened on Gallifrey. I think there might be something there to to kind of unravel a little bit huh. more, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't like. I'm already gonna say that this this is too far fetched <laughs> that we're even onto something here. I honestly don't think. I think it was just him, you know, saying something, and we're reading into it. Um, but I, my brain does start to go down the path of what it could mean, like. If it was that, what could that mean? And like oh, the yeah. idea of, you know, sneakily, re like I'm going to go back to what you said, definitely you don't think it's going to happen. But if they sneakily revealed the next doctor where they just say, oh, yeah, we have this guy coming. He's going to be this, you know, person. He's got his own ship and he's from, you know, he's kind of from the future, the scoundrel type. And then, you know, in the season finale, it's revealed that he's actually a future, you know, the next regeneration of the doctor or something would be kind of that'd be a baller move. <laughs> you know, that would kind of throw everybody like for a loop and not that Chibnall hasn't already done a couple of those type of moves. So it's definitely not outside of the reality of something that Chibnall would be willing to do. But I think we're, we're definitely reading too much into it. He seems like he's just going to be another cool character. Um, someone like in the vein of captain Jack yeah. where he is from the future. Um, at least compared to where we are right now in the timeline. And, he is going to know some things. He's got his own ship. He said he did mention that, you know, his ship is cool because he gets uh, he has all the levers and stuff that you can pull, too. So, hmm. but yeah, I I think he's I think he's going to be a really fun character to watch. What do you think about like his look? Yeah, I mean, his his look was cool. Um, I don't know. Oversized jacket, oversized pants. He is holding a gun. Um, which is interesting, which I think might be a knock against him being the next iteration of the doctor, but we'll see. Um, hair solid. It kind of strikes me as like a killmonger um, yeah. from Black Panther, but it's he he definitely is cut from the cool kid cloth. Yeah, yeah, I will I will agree with you there. He I did notice that in the interview he still had that hairstyle going on. Um, he kind of had it pulled back, and you couldn't really tell right away. But he would turn his head every once in a while. You'd see, you'd see that hair in the back that kind of looked similar to what you see in the in the image. And 
so it makes me wonder if they're if they're not quite done filming his stuff yet huh because you would or, think with that type of hair you know that's kind of for a part not necessarily the way you would normally. i mean i don't know maybe you just keep his hair like that but typically you would think maybe that he would uh if he was done playing that character he wouldn't necessarily still be rocking that hairstyle yeah i mean michael b jordan definitely got rid of his so. <laughs> right yeah and i've seen this actor you know and other stuff and it's not his typical look by right. any means so um yeah he's got almost like a bit of a star wars look going on there with the jacket the gun even looks a little bit star wars um or firefly like that that yeah. flared tip of it it looks somewhat firefly would work as well yeah doctor is anti-gun we know this yep so we'll see if maybe the doctor and him have some philosophical differences. I'm still trying to pick out what his his belt buckle looks like. Yeah, I don't know. We can. The image can be enlarged. I know. I need to uh, enhance image. Yeah, I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's definitely got some. Yeah. You know, kind of like a diamond shape there with just some boxes, uh, a little bit of Tetris going on on the sides. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, Gallifreyan. No, it's it's definitely not Gallifreyan, but it's it's got some symbol. It looks like symbols and mostly square based. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, almost like a varsity jacket with those stripes on the. It, it on the does. That's, that's what was in my mind. He's got gloves on too. Finger oh yeah. Upon upon zooming in, he does. He has some fingerless gloves. Huh. It's very extra. This yeah. character. <laughs> I mean pretty darn cool he's got cool patches on his jacket too yeah yeah well i'm sure we'll get a lot more looks of him we do get a couple more looks at him in the trailer and then obviously you know he'll be it sounds like a pretty major part of the season so yeah i like i like this guy so far it'll be good mix it up a little bit so mandeep gill mentioned her excitement for an old monster yeah and then Jodie Whittaker kind of said it again later, and she actually said monsters the second time when Jodie Whittaker said it. So I don't know if she meant they're multiple of the same monster or multiple old monsters that are going to show up. Didn't really seem to bother Chibnall that they were talking about it. Do you think we have the chance to see the chameleons again? No, <laughs> not at all. So... There's there's one other thing that was mentioned that you didn't you didn't throw in there. Chibnall okay. also mentioned the single word swarm. Did so he? I'm wondering, could they just be referring to like a swarm of Daleks? Is there another thing they would be referring to to a swarm? I feel like it could it could work with a number of different. One of things. those ant creatures from like the first Doctor. Oh yeah, a swarm of ants. Those giant ants. Those giant ants. It it's actually interesting to me because when when you're someone like Mandeep Gill, who's only been in the newest iteration of Doctor Who, in my mind she could be talking when she says old, she could be talking about doc, like somebody from you know, Eccleston season. You know, right. like that's older. Absolutely. So I don't know where you draw the line as what's considered old anymore. She didn't say classic. Right. So I was actually thinking Weeping Angels maybe because that's that's one although we've seen very briefly with this doctor not something she's had to face off against. Um, but yeah, they're probably talking about like a classic one, but we've already gotten like a lot of the classic ones that people want to see. So I'm, tr yeah, I don't know what's out there that someone like Mandeep Gill, who's <gasps> I don't 
remember her being a huge Doctor Who fan going into this, so you would think it would be a, a more notable one and not some, like, you know, really deep cut. Dude. What? It's the Vashta Narada. Vashta Narada? The swarm. The tiny organisms. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that would that would be going back not to the classics, but no, to the older to the stuff. No, classics. It's Tenant, right? Yeah, that's Tenant. Uh, I mean, that's River Song. River Song's introduction. Yeah. So maybe that's a hint that will... Who knows? Yeah, it could mean a number of things. I, You know, it's not probably worth speculating too much, but... And I don't necessarily have any... Because, you know, we've talked about it before. You and I haven't watched a ton of the classics. We've watched a decent amount now, but not a ton. And so there's probably a lot of these, like, classic villains that we maybe don't even know about yet. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there for our Facebook group, though. Like, if you know of an old, old enemy that could we could also apply Swarm to, drop it on our Facebook group. I want to know all the Swarm possibilities that we could have. Hmm. I didn't even pick up on him saying that, and I watched the interview twice. So I, I don't know. Was it just a in a passing that he kind of slipped it in, or was it, it, did he make a point of it? It was like in the very last second they said, um, give us one word to describe the next se- the, the coming season. And, and everybody did their thing, and he said swarm. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what, though? I don't want to kill your, your theory. No, don't kill it. I don't want to kill it, but if you watch the trailer, there's these like robots that kind of fly around, and I, I wonder if he's just talking about them. <laughs> they seem to be kind of a. You see them kind of a few times throughout the trailer, so they seem to be a thing that maybe is going to be part of the, the recurring of the season. So, they're getting. I wonder if it's going to be like this swarm, swarm of, yeah. of these kind of flying robots. But we'll see. Yeah. I still, I still hold out hope that someone on a Facebook group will hit us with an old villain that is also a swarm concept. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what else did they say? Old monsters. They they kind of reiterated lots of cliffhangers, lots of unanswered questions. Yeah, that one I didn't quite like that they said that. Because then I'm thinking, wait, do you mean like when the season's over, there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions or just exactly. throughout the season? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of it as far as the – there was a couple other things you know, that they mentioned or they kind of asked them all who – who they, who they would want to switch places with, <laughs> which character. I felt like the answers were kind of boring as far yeah. as like Mandeep Gill and Jodie Whittaker both said the master, but different versions of the master. Um, John Bishop said he would just pl- trade places with Bradley, <laughs> Bradley Walsh, because they like him so much. That was kind of funny. Uh, and then, but yeah, I like Chibnall's response that he would just be Arthur Darville because that's, that's all of us, right? That's... <laughs> That's just just want to be a pond. At least you and I, I know we've talked about how we can relate with him as a character. Um, so so yeah, I know there's there's other ones of us like Chibnall that would think the same thing. Yeah, probably just be he'd probably just be Rory. His 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 response though, where he just says it and then he just like laughs and then they move on immediately. Like no one presses him at all. He just says Rory and they move on. <laughs> like we need to unpack that a little bit more. Yeah, we're not talking about Rory. He's he's old news now. Yeah. But so but we did get the trailer. And that was kind of a surprise to me. You said there wasn't a lot. I feel like there was a lot they showed us, but <sighs> there wasn't a lot revealed. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, looking at your notes based on the trailer, dang, you definitely walked away with a whole heck of a lot more than I did. Well, I kind of went through and just took note of everything we saw. You know, like, what were all the visuals they gave us? And there's not a lot you can pull from it, you know. Um, so we can kind of walk down through them, and then if there's anything to add or any predictions, we can do that. But this was kind of how I this is how I remembered seeing it, you know. So the first scene we get the doctor, she's kind of walking toward camera out of like this blurry mist, and she just they do this really big close up on her face. That's it. She has nice yep. eyes. I mean, they have the they have the words that flash biggest adventure. Oh yeah, what did that say? I kind of I was pausing so much that I didn't stitch all that together. This is her biggest adventure yet, or something, or yeah. Pretty much. Something like that, yeah. That's the gist of it. Um, and then we get another shot of her kind of just in another place or maybe same place, different angle, just kind of these black particles kind of floating around her. Nothing really to take from that. Did, did you just say black particles? A swarm of black <laughs> particles? They just, uh, who'd they just devour? I actually was thinking that. Like, are we seeing the particles of somebody that just got, like, disintegrated or something? But no, probably not. It's crossing over with the Marvel Universe. Someone just got that snapped. Would... Yeah, that would be a very, um, that would be a very 12th Doctor thing to comment on somebody's particles in the air after being killed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do see Vinder, like the third thing they show us, we see another shot of Vinder. He's got kind of this like concerned look on his face. He definitely, I'm... he definitely looks a heck of a lot cooler in motion in the trailer. Yeah. And I did a frame by frame too. And so I caught something in this that may I'll bring up later, but the frame by frame, you catch like a little bit of a red flashing light that kind of glances off his face before they flip to something else really fast. So I'll come back to what that mean, might mean later. Okay. But, okay. Um, we do see another shot of the doctor, a lot of doctor heavy in the first half of the trailer, at least just different shots of her in different locations. Uh, we see a shot of her in this like kind of forest, but it's hard to call it a forest because the trees are so small. Um, on this really overcast kind of place, and she's like reaching her fingers out, almost like she's about to snatch something out of the air. Yeah. I mean, that could be anything, right? They still haven't really given us anything <laughs> as far nope. as reveals. Yep. Uh, the flying robots—they do show the flying robots. They definitely look like they're supposed to be scary. They have guns, red flashing lights um, on some sort of alien planet with like these geysers that are shooting up in the background and like sharp rocks. Yep. Um, that's where I was kind of going back to the flash that you see off of Vinder's face is I wonder if he was looking at one of them and that's why you see that red flash. Okay. Because they okay. also have the red flashing lights. So that's the first thing you could kind of pick out maybe. <laughs> but so far really not much has been... You know, they're not tipping their hand too much. No, and honestly, it seems like the entire trailer could have been pulled from maybe a single episode. Mm, yeah, I I was thinking the same thing that I'm wondering if maybe the first few episodes kind of tie together more. Um, I I know the whole season ties together, but you know, I'm, I'm imagining that there's going to be kind of breakpoints. Yeah, and so I, I wonder if. Um, maybe the first two, three episodes, maybe that's all we're seeing in this trailer is stuff from that. Yeah. Um, Yaz and Dan just kind of bouncing around in the TARDIS. 
Yep. Really nothing. Like I went frame by frame. There's nothing in that shot. <laughs> Just them. And it's not even a good shot to them. It's like, the same TARDIS. I mean, there's no, yeah. it's not a different TARDIS. It's the exact same one. So nothing's changed there. Right. Uh, and then this is where it starts to pick up a little bit. They, they have the, they actually start to have dialogue. So they show the doctor, um, with, Yaz and Dan on either side of her, and she's just she looks like she's kind of her hair looks kind of damp. Yeah. Uh, and she says, "I'm the doctor. This is Yaz. This is Dan." You know, she introduces the crew, in her kind of like lighthearted way. I'm pausing between each thing to see if you have anything to add, but no, I I don't have anything to add other than yeah, we know it's Dan, even though you can only see his chest. Yeah, that's true. I, I, could you not see his face? Not really. Okay. You see um, his face in the next shot where Dan is like looking in awe. He says, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but once again, like they were really strategic with these shots too. Because sometimes in these trailers, you can take a freeze frame and you can pick out stuff in the background. Like, oh, what's that? Or who's that? Or what's yeah. what? this? It's like a lot of the shots they picked, the background is very like just bland. Like there's nothing to really be picked out from it. And that's one of these where he's saying that, but who knows where he's at, what he's looking at. No idea. Yep. Um, we do get a little bit of a tease here. So we get Yaz. She's dressed in, you know, of a certain time type clothing. Right. She looks like she might be in some sort of like Egyptian tomb. And, yeah, um, safe. And we see Dan kind of fall from the ceiling. I guess they've rappelled down into this place and he is late getting there. <laughs> he falls. Yep, not all that good. <laughs> and bounces off the ground. Um, definitely comic relief. Yaz kind of like very nonchalantly says, hiya, you know, like yep. welcome to the party. Uh, I would, I would place her clothing in like, what, what do you think? 1930s ish? Maybe. What was the heyday of like Egyptian tomb exploration? <laughs> uh, I would say earlier, I'd say late teen, late eighteens. Even okay. earlier 19s. So, like, I don't know. It, to me, it looks very close to Civil War. So maybe, I mean, that would be 1862. So maybe go, like, 1890. Okay. So late, you're saying late 1800s. I could buy that. Yeah. Um, but it's the first kind of in, indication we get that they go back in time at all. Right. Because right. everything else so far has been kind of futuristic. Period piece. And then we see a Doctor and I'm assuming it's Doctor and Yaz upon a screenshot at first i thought it was uh yaz and dan kind of flying through the sky and like holding on to something that's like shooting through the air but then upon a closer look you could definitely tell it was the doctor it was her outfit and I th i'm pretty sure it's yaz based on the hair and the silhouette yeah makes sense i'd agree yeah so i think that has something to do it's also wasn't it also on that planet with the geysers yeah yep exactly so i think and we've already seen the robots there, so I do think that that's going to be something to do with what they're hanging on to, some sort of robot or something that's flying through the sky. Yeah. The swarm of robots, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we see uh, kind of a moment between Yaz and the Doctor where she's they're definitely on the TARDIS, and Yaz is telling the Doctor that she's hiding something. That's always, right? All the time. Yep. And then the Doctor runs off. Yeah. Um doctor characters with the doctor in front of the TARDIS or in the doorway of the TARDIS TARDIS or doctor yelling, get inside closes the door. Once again, not really much more that they're showing us. We don't know what they're running from. Yep. 
probably more of those robots. Uh, now I'm just thinking everything's the robots. <laughs> That's going to be the season. It's just going to be out this swarm of robots. <laughs> it's, it's just chasing them from location to location. Honestly, though, like, again, the, the background, I know there's not much that we can tell, but each of these scenes seem like they could take place all within the same episode or same two episodes, maybe with the exception of Yaz and Yaz being in the period costume and Dan falling through the ceiling. Everything else seems like it really could be the same episode. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And it, even like all the outdoor locations that they show with a kind of gloomy, misty yep. kind of look, like it definitely could all be from the same episode. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Oh, we get a kind of a comedic moment with Dan, like flying through this, who knows what it is, some sort of tube maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> very futuristic looking. He's getting sucked into some tube maybe. Probably uh, the robot getting sucked into the robot. <laughs> right, he's going into the robot's nest. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to predict that the whole season is just going to be about these robots. It's going to be the most disappointing season in the history of Doctor Who. <laughs> Uh, doctor with a slingshot I guess guns aren't okay but slingshots are fine I you know? I mean it's going to be pretty epic if she just pulls that randomly out of her pocket it's just like <laughs> one of those things that they have in their pocket all the time this is the first that we see a different character uh, the character that's standing next to her is not a known character so that's kind of an interesting we'll find out eventually but yeah that's that was a something in this trailer that it didn't do was they didn't reveal anyone else in the cast. That's not Yaz. No, I, I mean, it could be, but I, I did look, I did freeze frame it. I did look pretty closely. If it's, I just don't think it's Yaz. If it's Yaz her, period she's not looking herself. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe it's Yaz, but I think it's someone else. I think it's a different character. Are you looking okay. at it now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would have to be like serious bad hair day for Yaz. It so. goes by so fast that it's hard to tell. But yeah, when you freeze frame it, um, it doesn't it, look like the same person. When you freeze frame it, it doesn't even look like that person has a mouth. So Right. It is kind of like a blurry moment. So it yeah. is maybe it's just Yaz in just a distorted moment. But uh, I think I, I'm going to I'm going to make the guess that that's a, a character we don't know. OK. And uh, Vinder again. Look at him <laughs> saying whoa. Saying, saying the telltale whoa. Whoa. And then flashes of the characters' faces at the end, nothing really important there. And then kind of a they they cut to the logo, I think. And then they cut back to the final scene where the doctor says, Any questions? No. See you soon. And she pats Yaz on the back and walks away or runs yep. away. That's... And Yaz has this look on her face, like, Where are you going? Because I, th I think that moment follows directly after Yaz being like, it seems like you're hiding something. <laughs> I don't know, because when when she says, it seems like you're hiding something, they're in the TARDIS. And in this moment, they're outside of the TARDIS. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I know they're outside of the TARDIS at the end, because you clearly see the TARDIS behind them. But when she, when she accuses her that she's hiding something, it looks like they're inside the, the TARDIS Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. So it could be the same conversation that has just carried outside of the TARDIS. But, yeah, it doesn't look like it's immediately after. I'm going to say that I appreciate how they overlay the Doctor Who uh, logo over the multicolored stripes. I don't know. There's something about that that looks pretty cool. 
Yeah, it was a nice touch throughout. Even they would kind of have them like the stripes were kind of, you know, running across the screen at different angles and stuff. I thought that was a nice um, graphical transition that was very recognizable as a symbol yeah. uh, for, for this doctor. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, I feel like that was a lot of stuff that I said. Yeah, I mean, out, outside of that, though, like you could literally go scene by scene and not have much more to say or see from any of it. Right. Yeah. We like, what are the reveals? The reveals are that, um, Yaz and Dan go to some Egyptian tomb or back. a tomb of some sort, Could some sort of Mayan? tomb that looks like it's yeah. In the back and it's, it looks historical because they of the clothes she's wearing. So yep. that's kind of a reveal. Uh and then there's going to be these robots. You know, that's yeah. a reveal. And then other than that, really everything else is pretty generic. What they showed us other than some of the locations, you know, they're going to be, you know, on this planet with the, the geysers and stuff. And, you know, we got to see a couple different angles of the new actor. But other than that, really, there's not any, they didn't show us any, any other villains other than the robots at all. Like we didn't see and new ones, we just, didn't see I, old ones. I, honestly, those could just be vendors ship. The robots? Yeah, the robots. It could just be his ship, right? No. They show like them flying through like a hallway kind of, right? I don't think they're flying through a hallway, are they? They look like the two when they showed like two flying together. Didn't that look like they were kind of They were outside with all those trees and stuff behind them. Okay. Or guys. Do you think that stuff. that could be a s like a I'm looking at it as these small robots and you're saying it could be a whole ship? I'm saying it might be his ship. I'm, I'm going to... Oh, there they are. Okay, so... Maybe? No. No, no, no. I mean, that would be an interesting... Hmm. You're saying they're tiny hallway-sized robots? I'm scaling these down, literally thinking these are, like, the size of, you know, a football really yeah that in my head that's what how i read it but yeah i could see now that i'm looking at it again i could see how depending on your perspective these could be a much larger thing see i'm um, picturing those spires sticking out of the ground as being like mountain peaks sticking out through the clouds Hmm. interesting yeah i don't know now you have me rethinking the idea i think maybe because of the the lights and the gun things on the side. Yeah. Just, okay. It, it looks very much like a some sort of a probe type, something you'd see in Star Wars, like these little kind of things that zip around and shoot at you, uh, and as opposed to being a gigantic craft. And there's two of them. So, like, if one is Vendor's ship, what's the other one? Um, he travels in a swarm. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be fun to this will be fun when this actually comes out because we'll look back on this moment oh yeah because one of us is going to be way wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm going to stick with the i think it's small scale you're thinking ship size so we're, we're on very far different ends See, of the spectrum you're saying viper droid i'm saying cloud car i'm not even saying as big as viper droid like i'm saying like like small like a probe droid smaller than a probe droid you're you're saying torture droid yeah, yeah, like a torture droid. Yeah, like that size. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Little floating, like, thing of death. 
<laughs> so yeah we'll see that'll, that'll be an interesting one to you know it'll change my complete perspective on my prediction on what these things are but i'm thinking that this this little robot thing is going to be it's going to pop up throughout not the you whole know, season but i'm just saying like the different areas that we we saw with like vendor and stuff i think i think this is the big threat in the first few episodes maybe you know what though i'm just happy that it's not a flying cyberman head yeah same yeah that's no matter how big the these things are they're not just a decapitated cyberman flying through the through the sky yeah they they, they look intimidating no matter what yeah. size they are yeah and i will say across the entire trailer there was nothing that jumped out to me that i was like ooh you know like kind of cringy or like nope. anything that looks super cheesy like everything looked really spot on as far as design and you know just the look of everything um I know it's a very small amount of stuff that was shown to us, but, but yeah, I like everything I've seen so far. Yeah. I think the, the trailer in total is 42 seconds long. So 42 seconds, it's enough to wet the palate, right? It's enough to build a little bit of excitement to convince us that this is real. It's actually happening. They have something to give us. We don't know when, though. It's sometime this year. Um, but they actually have something for us. So, pretty exciting. Yeah. Did they say sometime this year? Yeah, return later this year. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, I'm... September? And October? Think with it, how many episodes is it going to be? Isn't eight? it, like, eight? And that's not including specials? Yeah, I don't think that includes specials. So you're talking two months worth of episodes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they'll do like maybe a September, October. I, I'm thinking maybe October. You know, it comes out October, beginning of October, runs through, you know, October and November. They take like a break and then they'll do a special uh, for the holidays. I mean, I was stoked. This is something that they kind of just slipped in in passing, but it's going to premiere in the U.S. on BBC America and AMC Plus. Oh. So you can actually pick it up on a streaming service, AMC Plus. If you have AMC Plus. It's able to be connected to Amazon Prime for a dollar. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I do have – I mean, I tend to – with BBC America, I have BBC America – I can DVR it, so I'll, I'll record it that way. I tend to like to watch it live if I can. Makes um, sense. As much as I possibly can. So um, I'm forgetting now the details around, or at least some of the rumors that they were talking about. You know, she was going to do a special, uh, but it wasn't going to be till like tw 2022. So I don't know. I'm forgetting maybe some of the details that we already know. But my i guess if i'm going to throw out a prediction when we'll see this season start to air i'm going to guess october yeah i mean i guess that i guess that makes most sense because we are put near almost in august and i would think that if they were planning on september they would have been like in a month you'll have doctor who back right so I, I feel like we know seem more like it, by now yeah it does seem like it would be october at the earliest and maybe November at the latest. Right. Yeah. 
because you you would have to imagine there's going to be some sort of special for the holidays. There always is. And then, you know, who knows what that looks like for if the special is her send off. Do they leave us hanging? Does she do we wait a year and then she gets a second special and then they introduce the next doctor? Who knows? I mean, they've done it so many different ways. Yeah. With Doctor Who, that it's hard to make any sort of prediction because there's not a pattern necessarily. Even, I mean, we used to rely on the Christmas special and then it became the New Year special. So, like, even that isn't for sure. You know, they might switch it back. You know, they, yeah. Who knows? I... Or they might switch it and do a Valentine's Day special for all we know. <laughs> uh, all we but... know is that we get eight episodes and it returns later this year. So, wherever you can slot those eight episodes, has to start at least this year. That's the thing. We don't even know if it's going to all happen this year. It could happen four episodes this year, four episodes next year. Right. The only reason I guess I'm thinking that it that they would try to fit it all in is that they tend to end they end cap seasons now with specials. It yeah. seems like that's been the way. Not that they wouldn't change that too. You know, they they've done it before where they've done one in the middle of the season, so it you never know, but it seems like at least recent history the pattern has been you know, the the end cap of the season is the special. So I, I imagine they would try to fit in all eight episodes before that. But, yeah, we don't know for sure. Um, but I'm just excited that we got this information. Like, this is the most, literally, like, the most information we've had in a long, long time. Yeah. It's official, you know, getting to see these actors talking about it and uh, being allowed to talk about it, talk about it long form, meeting the new companion, seeing a new character, the trailer. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that was all dropped on us in about a 40-minute time span. We got more information in 40 minutes than we've gotten in the last year. Oh, absolutely. So that's exciting. And being able to talk about it's exciting. And then just I'm ready for whatever they're bringing us. <laughs> just ready for it. Yep. Bring it so, on. Anything else? No. No. All right. Well, I think we're good to wrap this episode up uh thank you everyone for listening and thank you everyone that's been kind of participating in the facebook group it's you know we've we have some regulars now that have you know been starting to kind of pop back up because we've been releasing episodes so it's always nice to see the same names kind of pop up and make comments and you know for those people that are versed in the classics they kind of like they listen to the episodes and then they give us some information it's not like in a, a judgy way you know, or they're like scolding us or judging us because we don't know this stuff. They're just very informative. Like, hey, did you know this? Did you know that? Here's some more information about this. Yeah. So thank you to all of you guys that have been jumping in and, and talking about Doctor Who with us on the group. And Yeah, we'll take it all. Yeah. And for those of you that are listening, maybe you haven't joined the group yet, um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, if you search for the, just search for Bad Wolf Radio group probably, and you can probably find us that way. Um, and then we'll we'll let you in. And then other than that, you can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, pretty much any podcatcher. I just saw somebody message us the other day that said they had just found us through Spotify. So apparently we're on Spotify too. Uh, <laughs> good to hear. So nice. yeah, however you guys listen to us, you know all our episodes are are pretty much available on any of the major podcatchers. Um, you can shoot us a message um, on our Facebook group. You can also shoot us a message through um, our email, badwolfpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time. Whoa.
I mean, that's the only line that we have, right? <laughs> that's a good new character line. Vinder. No way, man. We'll, uh, we'll throw them all out there.